And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from the Cowichan Valley to the Thompson Valley and all 20 cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Today, we are on location at Chambertan State Winery, and our guest and host is Erin uh, Krebda. She's the Executive Director of Tourism Langley and Daniela Potesta, the Marketing Manager. Lady, welcome back. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. It's good yeah. to be back. It's great to be back in Langley. Things are really hopping. You, you, last time I met you, you said we're going to do a lot of stuff this year. Yes. And you are. And we are. It does yeah. not stop. Well, the fall is just ahead of us, so I, I wanted to uh, catch up with you because uh, there's lots going on here, uh, some amazing stuff. But let, let's start with some uh, uh, fun stuff, birds. People don't even think about birds, I think, no. in the city. No, birding is a huge thing now. We have the BC Bird Trail, so it promotes birding across the entire province. There's a bunch of different trails, and we have one here, the Fraser Valley Bird Trail. And so just down the street from us, we have Campbell Valley Park, which is super popular for bird enthusiasts, birders, to go and check out yeah. our local birds that we have here. And what, like, is it migrating birds or just the birds that are here? Or how, how does it... It's everything in between. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you go to the trail, whatever's going on that time of the year. Yeah. Certain times of the year, you'll see certain birds. Personally, I'm not a bird expert. I don't exactly know. So that's why we have the bird trail. Okay. And then you can do other the whole concept of the bird trail is that when you're birding, and then the idea is that where you can like maybe stop and come and get a glass of wine, or yeah. you can stop and do some shopping and things like that, and turn it into a whole day yeah. long experience. And learn about the Campbell Valley. Yes. Uh, there's the Okanagan Valley, but yes. there's the Campbell, there Valley, the Campbell Valley, and it's very close to town. Uh, powwow too. That sounds even more fun. Yes. So this is really exciting. This is the first annual Stalu Powwow and it is coming to the Langley Event Center September 16th to 18th. So it's a whole cultural immersion. Um, there's dancers and arts and crafts and uh, local Kwatlin Nation is putting it on mm. and uh, it should so three days of entertainment all indigenous. We're speaking with Erin Krebda. She's the executive director of Tourism Langley, and Daniela Potesta is the marketing manager. Uh, cranberries are a big thing in the valley, and and there's a celebration for them, as as maybe people don't know. Yes, there is a huge celebration. It's like over thirty thousand people will come to Fort Langley. Mm -hmm. uh, this year's event is October eighth. So they actually shut down um, the main street of Fort Langley and vendors set up and you can do shopping. You can buy fresh cranberries. I think a lot of people may not know that there are cranberry bogs in Fort Langley. Yeah. Um, in the past, sometimes you're actually able to go and have a tour um, of the cranberry bogs and see how they're actually grown and the harvest that's going on. That sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> Not scary. It's Things fun. Yeah, super. Floating in the water. <laughs> Hopefully cranberries. Yeah. Uh, well, I love I, I lo I love that the the idea, and of course uh, with with uh, Thanksgiving and all that coming up in the fall, cranberries. We we need cranberries for our turkey. So exactly. So check you can get it out. Fresh ones to make your own cranberry sauce for yeah. your turkey dinner. A lot of people know about Fort Langley, but. They probably don't know about the next thing you're going to tell us about, which is kind of scary, too. <laughs> Perhaps Grave Tales, another really popular um, activity. It's put on by the Fort Langley National Historic Site. Yeah. And uh, you have to sign up in advance. And I recommend that you buy your tickets as early as possible, right when they go on sale, because they sell out 
absolutely every year. Um, and so you buy a ticket and you get a guided tour, not only of the historic site, but all through Fort Langley. And it's all of the ghost tales as well as history of what there is, um, the history in Fort Langley. Mm. It is really well done. Um, and like I say, it sells out every year. So you want to buy your tickets early. Okay. Uh, all of this information, by the way, would be at tourismlangley.ca for right. folks looking for tickets or more information. Yes. We have a calendar of events there that lists everything that's going on and links to where you can get more information. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked about uh, cideries, uh, wineries, uh, craft beer. Uh, we haven't talked about cars, uh, but this sounds like a really great event. So maybe visit a winery, go to a car show. That's Tell right. us about Cruise In. So Cruise In this year is happening September 10th. It's in Aldergrove. Again, um, the Fraser part of the Fraser Highway is all shut down and people bring their cars and it goes on and on and on. And so you can check out all of the old classic cars, but... Probably what is almost as popular as those cars. Or more. Or more is yeah. that they bring an in and out truck into the event. And this you is can, unbelievable. <laughs> in and out burger. In and out burger comes to Aldergrove September 10th. And so you can have cars, you can have a burger. Again, you need to get in line. Um, yeah. Daniela, what time are they selling tickets for burgers? Like I would normally be sleeping on the Saturday morning, but. <laughs> You get in line to buy your ticket super early. We're there normally setting up between 5 and 6 a.m., and there's people lingering around to get their tickets for their burgers. Yeah. They are delicious, though. I, well, an In-N-Out burger is a must-stop if you're in California, so here they are uh, right, right, here. In, right here. That sounds fantastic. So all of this is on the calendar. It's all coming up this fall in Langley. Yeah. Thanks for hosting us today. We're going to talk to some interesting people. Yeah, it's Always great, great to catch up. Yeah. And uh, I guess you'll be soon you'll be into harvest as well. Yes, exactly. So we've mentioned cranberries. Pumpkins are another huge thing. Right. You know, you've got um, pumpkin patches where you can come out. Great date night. Great family activity. Cut your pumpkin. And um, uh, yeah, lots to see and do. That was Aaron Krebda, Executive Director, and Daniela Potesta, the Marketing Manager for Langley Tourism. We're coming to you today from Chambertown Estate Winery in Langley. Up next, lots of things on the show. Rudy Verhoff joins us from Valley Commons. Brian Enser's in to talk about uh, the Bacchus Bistro in Chambertown Estate Winery. And Liam Berti uh, will join us from Backyard Vineyards. All that and more coming up on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to slow down, take your time, and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkamine Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. 
Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape-growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From the Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, BC, and a shout-out to AM 1150 Kelowna and all other 19 cities across the province listening uh, to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're on location today at Chamartan Estate Winery in Langley, uh, and our guests now are Rudy Verhoff and Luke Duval. They're from Valley Commons. Uh, Rudy, Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks. Great to have you here. Let's start with Valley Commons, because that's an uncommon name for a winery. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, we're here in Langley, and yeah. we're, our idea with Valley Commons was to bridge both valleys, the Okanagan Valley and the uh, uh, Fraser Valley. Right. We believe that these two valleys are, are beautiful in their own respects. Obviously, um, we are seeing fantastic uh, world-renowned wine coming out of the Okanagan, so we knew we wanted to be there. Yeah. But we also have seen some uh, some great advances here in the Fraser Valley. Um, so we're we're trying to bring those two things together. Um, the other uh, the other idea behind the name is uh, a gathering place. Our, our take line is where we gather and uh, Valley Commons being a, a come as you are type of attitude um, to uh, to share um, food, wine and, and uh, build friendships. Yeah. You and your wife, when you're your family now, because I know you mm-hmm. just had a baby, uh, you were you were living a life in Europe playing volleyball, I believe, or professionally, and, right. and then you decided you'd just come and grow grapes because it was so easy? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, we probably did get enough warning signs first and dove head first. I was first sure I gave you a few last time we met. but uh, And but. Be- before we knew it, our, uh, we're, our vineyard's now in second year, and yeah, um, yeah we're, we're rocking and rolling, and um, it's it's been amazing. We opened a new bistro that we'll talk about, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So, uh, well, where is, let's start with that, because we're out in the Camel Valley, but we're, we're actually is Valley Commons. How do people find you? Yeah, so we're right in Fort Langley. Okay. Um, our vineyard is right on 88th Avenue. Um, it's not quite Glen Valley, but it's it's on the edge of Fort Langley. It's only four acres, so it's it's uh, mm-hmm. pretty small. But um, yeah, it's it's starting, and and it's uh, it's been a fantastic. It's actually, I think it's going to be a really kind of cool microclimate. We're self facing slope. Um, it's uh, we've avoided all flooding, which is of course good. But, Great. Mm-hmm. Listen to you, microclimates. Next, there'll be mesoclimates, and uh, I like it. Uh, okay, let's talk about. Uh, well, first of all, you mentioned four acres, so you're sharing uh, obviously some grapes from the Okanagan too, or you're growing grapes here. How? Uh, That's will, right. Will you have two separate? 
or will you just do it separately on the label? How will it? Yeah, will we'll do it work? separately on the label, and and we'll do you know our Fraser Valley line and our Okanagan line. We okay. want to, um, you know, our our red wine portfolio is uh, after the Bordeaux red, so we yeah. we have a, a couple vineyard leases uh, in the, uh, the South Okanagan, um, and then obviously our sister winery is Stoneboat, and uh, sure. Currently, our the only uh, grapes that we share is the Pinot Gris, um, so it's been fun. Actually, the our two winemakers are kind of competing, and you know, same yeah. grapes is picked on the same day, uh, just the different styles, uh, yeah. different decisions. So, well, competition is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go back to Europe for a moment. Uh, food and wine was big. You you enjoyed it. You you like that culture. Uh, now you've opened a bistro. So, uh, tell us about that. What was the concept? Or yeah, from the beginning, we've always wanted to. Uh, have great food and great wine and uh-huh. use that to bring people together because that's what we really felt um, was a welcoming spirit when we were living in Europe. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've opened a bistro in Fort Langley. We've actually called it a bistro and tasting room. So we do do uh, your typical wine tastings there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we've brought in some European influence <laughs> with Luke. Luke is from the south of France and uh, he's been uh, our general manager there and it's been uh, fantastic so far. Luke Valley from the south of France. Whereabouts in the south of France? Montpellier. Montpellier. Yeah. Oh, man, I just love it down there. In <laughs> the Languedoc. Nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Fantastic. So uh, are you, what, are you, what are you cooking? Tell us about the bistro. Sure, yeah. So um, the bistro is a pretty intimate place. Uh, I believe we got like about 30 sittings inside, and okay. uh, you will find inside uh, great wines, uh, most our wines, uh, and also, um, I would say, Mediterranean-inspired uh, food. Uh, so not only French, could be like uh, some uh, inspired from Italy, um, Yep. Liban, France, uh, Spain too. Well, give me a dish, for instance, that would. Sure, yeah. So we do, for example, right now, uh, like uh, we do, like the farmer board, for example, which is definitely our best seller. Uh, I picked personally the the charcuterie and cheese we put on. Um, they're um, most uh, European cheese and charcuterie, but we also have like some BC uh, BC products. Uh, we are proud to work with a very local product as well. Yeah. Uh, we work with. Um, a uh, lot of very uh, small businesses in Fort Langley and also mm-hmm. some uh, local farmer. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it's... Um, it, so we find us, uh, like the farmer board, we find some uh, uh, dipsum spread board uh, with, uh, like, a, a tapenade, oh. which is the... Uh, my stepbrother grandpa recipe for the Yeah, tapenade. I was going to say tapenade is, like, the south of France's <laughs> signature. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with this wine because, uh, Luke, I'm going to ask you what you'd serve with it. What? Tell us a little bit now about this. is a Pinot Gris, right, from Valley Commons. The, is it 21? 2021. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this wine, like I said, comes from uh, the Stoneboat Vineyard. It was mm-hmm. picked on the same day as the Stoneboat uh, wine as well. Um our winemaker, Kyle Leons, he uh, let it sit a little bit more on the leaves, so you get a little bit more of that creamy mouthfeel, but it still is the crispness that you would like in yeah. the Pinot Gris. Um, nice minerality in this wine, too. I think it's part of that piece of dirt that they're on there. Exactly. Delicious. Now, what would you what would you suggest with this, Luke? So, personally, like for an off-dry wine like this one, which is great, by the way. It's the first time I tried it. <laughs> um, uh, I will definitely serve it with... Uh, cheese personally uh i will uh, instead of uh, going with a red wine and escalate with um too much flavor i will definitely go with something uh off dry like this wine yeah uh to balance the, the flavors i learned a lot about cheese and wine in france mm-hmm. and one was acidity that uh, a lot of people have cheese with red wine mm-hmm. it's a big mistake really i mean it's not a mistake it's, yeah but, but a white white wine is just fresher and works better with the cheese i guess yeah it's, like personally it's more like about like having a perfect balance instead of just Going like 
more taste, more flavors, more flavors, more flavors. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, that's that, yeah, that, that's the reason why I will go like for a uh, off dry or um, or a sweeter uh, white wine. And the Garden Society now, you have very interesting names for your wines. Uh, they they sound very welcoming and and different. Yeah, thank to you. To me. And yeah, you can see obviously we put some some artwork on our labels, and um, the Garden Society label is is mostly lilac, and mm. um, we've come up with that name um, because we wanted to um, focus on, you know, this idea of being invited to some sort of society or party in a garden that uh, you know it creates those types of images in your mind. Um, and uh, it's very contradictory to what you would typically find a, a Merlot-based red blend name, yeah. you know, compared to some of the big ones that we all are familiar with that are uh, stronger, I would say. So, um, yeah, this is um, our 2020 Garden Society. It's just being released. Um, it was started under uh, Mark Simpson at BC Wine Studio uh, before mm. we had our own location. Sure. And then um, it was finished off with our winemaking team, Kyle and uh, Bill from Stoneboat. Um, it's Merlot dominant, uh, followed by uh, Malbec, Petit Bordeaux, and some Cap Franc. Yeah. Finish, so. so it's a Merlot dominant Bordeaux Bordeaux blend or Okanagan blend, I guess is what we should be saying. That's right. It's only thirteen point eight percent, which is nice too. It's just under the mark for such a great vintage, uh, twenty twenty. So it's going to live a long time. Good acidity. Uh, I like it at at this stage. It's showing. Qu- it's very fragrant at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get back to the Garden Society. Of course, I I learned in in the south of France about. Uh, the Lux Rural, which was uh, sort of the luxury of living in the country, mm-hmm. celebrated, yeah, yeah. you know, celebrated every day in, in the south of France. So I think that's kind of what you can do here in Langley now. Yeah, exactly. And and we wanted to, of course, it's amazing to go wine touring in the Okanagan, but we wanted to bring that type of experience closer to the uh, greater Vancouver area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have obviously some amazing peers with uh, Chamberton and the other, the other uh, Langley wineries. We're a little bit further north. Um, but uh, only about 15 yeah. minutes from here. Right off the highway, actually. Uh, okay, so finally, uh, people want to buy your wine or visit, so you gave the ad- the address. What about uh, how do they buy these wines? Are they online or in stores, or how does it work? Yeah, exactly. So obviously we have a, a wine club that started last year, um, so that's the our... our uh most uh, easiest way to get wine to your door, but we're also actually in 70 different uh, private liquor stores across uh, the, the okay. BC. Okay, great. And of course, you have a, you have an outlet in uh, District Wine Village, too, that people can drop by. That's right. And uh, and Stoneboat, eventually, too. I guess everything's... You've you got a handful of stuff going on. <laughs> we're rocking and rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to catch up with you. We're talking to Rudy Verhoff and Luke Duval, uh, Luke's the GM of the Bistro. Rudy is uh, one of the two co-owners of Valley Commons. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Up next, Brian Enser. He's the general manager of Chambertown Estate Winery in Langley. Our host today, along with Langley Tourism, will join us. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries, from Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit southokanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. 
It's August. What Save on Foods calls Rosé Month, where you can choose to have rosé on any day in every way. Just add rosé. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods in 21 locations is proud to offer the world's largest selection of BC VQA from over 190 wineries and cideries, all in one place. And with their Everyday Consumer Discount Program, you'll get 10% off any four bottles or purchase 12 and save an additional $12. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find your nearest store at saveonfoods.com. Summer in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas while wine tasting outside on the patio. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some delicious new summer dishes from the menu. Online tasting bookings and table reservations are recommended due to limited seating. Just go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like REMAX. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at REMAX, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. Shout out to CFAX 1070 Victoria and all the other 19 cities across our radio network. Uh, Today we're on location at Chambertown Estate Winery in Langley. Uh, in the Campbell Valley, and our guest is none other than the GM here, Brian Enser. Brian, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, first time we met on the show. It's, it's great to be here. I was trying to figure out the last time I was here, and I'm pretty sure it was like 1992 or three. Does that jive with the founding or close to it? Uh, yeah, that would probably be uh, the second vintage that yeah. they did. I think the first vintage was 1991. Yeah. And you said something pretty cool because, uh, I, I mean, I've been in the business forever, and we always talk about the new owners out at Langley, and they've been they've owned it longer than the original owner, Claude Violet, who we knew when it started. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, The uh, current owners picked up the property in 2005. Yeah. Uh, what's it like being out here? I mean, the original dream was close to the city, you know, uh, access to a lot of people. How how has that rolled out, or how has it changed, or or has it? Uh, it it is evolving slowly. Um, you know, we still uh, I think we're we're dominant in the Fraser Valley, um, but uh, more and more people are making the trek out. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. they figured out that it's a it's an hour drive from Vancouver. It's yeah. not four and a half to Kelowna. Uh, the whole uh, Langley Campbell Valley area is ripe with wineries, distilleries, breweries. There's some great cideries, meateries. Yeah. So there's there's more than one reason to come out. And I notice as soon as you get off the main <clears throat> roads, it's pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. Like you, don't, a, you don't need to stick to the main roads. I've got a 15 minute drive from North Langley, and uh, if I hit all the traffic lights and avoid the cows and tractors, it's a, yeah, it's a good it's pretty go. quick. Yeah. <laughs> And you're surrounded by these old mines, which is, you know, it's maybe less rare in BC now, but generally having the vines this old is quite amazing for even people to walk through and see them. It's it's a shock. Yeah, the uh, the ones directly behind me here are the uh, the original Bacchus planting. Um, they're mm-hmm. about 30, I think 37, 38 years old. Yeah. 
well, I could talk to you about Bacchus for hours. <laughs> Harry McWater style. He was a big fan of Bacchus. But uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. First of all, uh, uh, you have a bistro and a winery, and I, I noticed the uh, picnic tables and tasting. So what's available for people when they, they come out to visit? Uh, when people come out, uh, the front picnic area is licensed for about 100 people. Um, usually there's a bit of a wait on a sunny weekend to get a table, but mm-hmm. uh, we limit people to two hours. But you can uh, you can bring your own picnic if you like. Right. Uh, you can pick up a charcuterie box oh, or some wow. wine from the, uh, the wine store, yep. samples. Uh, we introduced flights last year. So there's a four two-ounce pours of wine, so you can do like a little self-guided tasting, and there's a QSR code you can scan and get notes. Mm-hmm. Um, we fill up really well. I think uh, think this Saturday we had probably roughly 800, 900 people come wow. through the winery. Wow. Now, do you need a reservation for that, or is it... No, it's, no that's first-come, first-served first in okay. the picnic area. The yeah. bistro, a little different story. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the bistro. We're sitting in it. It's very popular, and uh, people rave about it in the city, but... Uh, it's a busy joint. Yeah. Um, it's open for lunch Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. Uh, dinner's Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. If you're looking for a Friday, Saturday night reservation, I'd say probably plan it two, maybe even three weeks in advance on oh, a summer evening. smokes. You're it's, a lucky uh, guy. Well, the seating is limited. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's cozy. The food is very French, but uh, we use a lot of local ingredients. and. Yeah. Uh, Chefs does a fantastic job. Yeah. So French, you mean French style or yeah, French style beef bourguignon, duck confit. Nice. Um, you know. Nice, nice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about the wines here because uh, have they evolved or changed the the line or how's it over the last twenty years gone? I mean. Yeah. Um, our current owners. Um, you know, I, I sometimes call us a wealthy man's passion. Um, mm-hmm. our, our two owners, um, the winery isn't their primary source of income, so but they put a lot of investment into it. Uh, basically, say what I make, I can spend. Right. And uh, so we've put a, a lot of investment into barrels, into more tanks. We've increased our capacity. We're basically maxing out now. This year, I hope to sell about fifty thousand case equivalent. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fifty thousand. That puts you up there among the oldest and some of the largest, largest distilleries in, in the province. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, well, I know uh, we had a chance to speak to your winemaker at the wine festival. Uh, he's not here today, but uh, Gary Zigallo, I yeah. believe is his name. Uh, he is an interesting guy, and it seems like he's making an imprint here. Yeah, absolutely. Gary um, just uh, it works with such a passion, such a hardworking guy. Um, it's rare that he does take a day off, and unfortunately, he's got a little bit of time off this week. Mm. But uh, otherwise, he would be here sitting in, and you'd get the information from the front yeah. of the horse instead of the back. Okay. Uh, well, let's get the inf- we'll get some information from these wines. I do. I'm, I'm delighted to try this Madeleine Sylvaner because, of course, uh, that was one of the wines that I first uh, learned about Madeleine Sylvaner right here at this vineyard back in the early 90s. Uh, but you've got a pretty good story about your Madeleine Savannah, or was it the Angevin or, uh, and the Sauvignon? Yeah, the Sauvignon, the Madeleine Savannah and um, the Sauvignon Blanc, we used to uh, combine together yeah. and just make a, a table wine out of it. Um, yeah, an aromatic, <clears throat> fresh, white. Yeah, about, uh, about five years ago, our winemaker, Andrea Lee, who had uh, who worked in New Zealand, um, and her assistant, Vanessa, who also did a stint in New Zealand, um, came back and said, you know, we've made this great Sauvignon Blanc. You can't blend it with anything. And uh, my viticulturist, uh, Patrick Blandine, uh, a French fellow, said, my Sylvaner is so good, you can't blend that off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
Well, I guess everybody's a prima donna uh, in yeah, the wine yeah. business. <laughs> so suddenly, I guess I have two more varietals on the shelves. So, yeah. You know, or, uh, well, good for you because this Madeline is uh, quite delicious. Uh, and I know I've seen this. This is sort of widely available through uh, Save On Foods. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it, it's like a, right now, this kind of a wine in the summertime on the patio, little bite to eat with or without, depending on how much you chill it. I think it's a really lovely wine. Yeah, it, um, it finishes fairly dry on the palate. It's nicely balanced with acidity, um, easy to drink, mm. and uh, pairs really well with food. Yeah. So. Well done. We're speaking with Brian Enser. He's the general manager at Chamberton Estate Winery in Langley. Now, you brought out a red wine that I'm very familiar with because I watched it uh, move through the ranks at the National Wine Awards uh, about a month ago in in, uh, Toronto while in Niagara. Uh, And it's the 2021 Gamay Noir, which is really taking off in B.C., this grape. Yeah, um, we were really, really pleased with this this award. Again, a very prestigious competition, but just... It is the first, and it's the first and the only red wine we release as a varietal off our property up yeah. here in, in Langley. You know, we don't get yeah. It's not a specialty of it, but but this is a Fraser Valley uh, VQA wine, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like yeah. uh, we've been seeing wines in Lillooet now and in the Thompson, and I think that legitimizes everybody when they start making wine in their own dirt. Yeah. Um, again, um, these vines are about probably we, we estimate to be about twenty years old. Wow. <clears throat> And it was only about uh, about three years ago that we started releasing it off the property as a single varietal. Uh, again, our French viticulturist, uh, Patrick, did a great job. Um, he had his hand in making it as well. But uh, Gary's really taken it to a new level. And, uh, you know, between winemaker and our, our vineyard manager, they... You know, they lie to you. You know, they, yeah. they tell you, oh, I cropped it at three and a half tons an acre. But, yeah. you know, it's more like two, two mm-hmm. and a bit to get the quality. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the big man's not going to be happy about that. Yeah, Less yeah. volume. But then mm. you can always put the price up. So, you know, it's kind yeah. of a, you chase it either way. Mm. I like this wine because it has all the juiciness and the, 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 the fruitiness and the, all, I don't want to say grapiness, but almost grapiness of Gamay. But it also has a great uh, swack of acidity, like super mm. fresh. This wine's going to last, uh, you know, it's going to age well in the bottle. And I can see why it uh, received a gold medal at the at the championship, which will probably help you sell it out pretty quick, if it's not already spoken for. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're, we're still about, uh, I think we made 222 cases. I think we've yeah. got 100 and something left, and it's going through. Um, it is a it is a great summertime wine, for sure. Yeah. I, I drink mine slightly chilled. Yeah. And... Uh, and then it's going to be a great duck wine all winter Yeah, <laughs> in the bistro. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, well, it was great to catch up with you. So you mentioned people should try and get reservations a couple of weeks ahead if they're coming out here. Uh, to the bistro, yeah. Yeah, through uh, the late summer and fall. But mm-hmm. you're open year-round, right, for, yeah, for we dining? Are. Yeah, we, we close for a couple of weeks in January, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, well, things look great here. The vineyard's in fantastic shape, and uh, I, I, it's it's a real pleasure to be back and see how this place has evolved over the last uh, decade or two. It's in, it's in great shape. Well, well, thank you, and thank you so much for coming out. It's, uh, yeah, our pleasure. Fantastic. Uh, that was Brian Enser. He's the general manager of Chambertown Estate Winery and a co-host of today's broadcast along with Tourism Langley. Up next, Liam Berti is the winemaker at Backyard Vineyards, He'll join us on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 
Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to slow down, take your time, and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visit Penticton.com. Clos du Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos du Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at closdusoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summerhill's Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summerhill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summerhill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. We're on the road again, and today we're on location at Chambertown Estate Winery in Langley. We're actually in the Campbell Valley, if you're unfamiliar with it. And our next guest is Liam Berti. He's the winemaker at Backyard Vineyards. Liam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. Now, you haven't traveled too far to get here today. Tell people where Backyard Vineyards is. No, I drove the tractor here. It was only about a (laughs) 10-minute drive. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, no, we're just on uh, 232nd Street, so just down the road. So we're part of this sort of beautiful collective um, growth of the Fraser Valley wineries. Yeah. uh, Yeah, no, it's beautiful to see, like, the proliferation of the wineries and the other properties around here but it's very much a floating boats thing how, how would you describe the fraser valley to to a stranger who maybe knows something about wine what, what would you tell them about the fraser valley uh, ava or gi i guess i i usually start with the fact that this is the agricultural hub of the province right so mm-hmm. the vast majority of the province's agriculture is in this valley and then that, it's nice to connect the fact that wine is still an agricultural product at the end of the day at the beginning and the end of the day right so it's a nice sort of way to to connect it that way, remind people that these are vines. There's vintage variation, and things fluctuate, and it is a challenge to farm these um, to farm these crops. And so that's the tie-in I like to take. But in, in terms of a wine region, I mean, it is one of the coolest growing regions that we have in Canada. Mm-hmm. And so, w- if we're trying to accomplish and reflect somewhereness in a bottle, then what we try to do, especially with our Fraser Valley fruit, is reflect that right and, yeah. and sort of tell that story through the bottle. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell it by today, but is is water an issue for you in the Fraser Valley? No, well, I can only speak to our vineyards, right? But yeah. we, so we, we farm two big blocks in the Fraser Valley. One of those is the home farm site, another site not too far from here. Uh, and both of those are dry farmed. 
Mm-hmm. So there are there are varying degrees of stress from year to year, but we're we're working with mature vines by BC standards, and yeah. so water isn't really an issue for us. Dry farm, like that's a big story. I mean, that's a good story. I think it is a good story, and it, it, if, once you go down the philosophical path of saying, okay, if it's dry farm, does it reflect the site better? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can say that because <laughs> we try to take pride in our dry farm site, so it's easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, but then there's places like the Okanagan where we farm a lot of our other fruit where you, you have to irrigate. Yeah. Uh, backyard is the backyard of Vancouver, Metro Vancouver. Is that the theme or in terms of the name? And Yeah. Now, I wasn't around for the inception of the brand, but that yeah. was the brand that did eventually stick. And, yes, that's the mentality that they've sort of gone with and what yeah. I should say we've gone with. And so a lot a lot of that is sort of breaking down breaking down the formality of wine and getting rid of some of the bravado and making it more approachable, which is well-worn. A lot of people try to accomplish that. But for us, it's like at the tasting room, at the winery, you know, we've got three sort of separate areas that really encourage sort of like a communal vibe and open vibe and a very relaxed atmosphere yeah our guest is liam verdi he's the winemaker at backyard vineyards so liam what have you got in the ground there uh, to work with so at the home farm we are farming pinot noir specifically for our traditional method sparkling program okay so that's a rosé and a blanc de noir the blanc de noir always takes priority for us just because we feel like the fruit is better suited to that mm-hmm. but uh, we we feel it's very unique vine material for the fraser valley it's 22 year old own rooted pinot noir plants mm. planted by the original proprietors of the property so it's continuing and carrying on what they set out to sort of you know accomplish with the property yeah blanc de noir for people who maybe don't know what that means is white from yeah, white from a black or a red grape, in this yeah. case, Pinot Noir. Yeah. So very thin-skinned red grape, but at the end of the day, if you harvest the fruit, you're thinking, okay, you can make a red wine out of it. And there's, I mean, it's one of the one of the, the varietals in Champagne. If people have had Champagne before, the sure. chances are they've had Pinot Noir for traditional method sparkling. So, yeah. um, Which yeah. is what you brought us today, a traditional method. So f- second fermentation in the bottle, the, the way it's done in, in Champagne and many other regions now around the world high quality yeah and it's it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more sort of intensive and laborious and everything like that but that's why again we can we take a lot of pride in it because it's like that that something from nothingness when when we we're the ones that farm the fruit ourselves and when you see it in the middle of the winter and the vines are pruned it's tough to believe that four or five years later you have that product in the bottle that is um yeah it's a reflection of that year and everything like that now we do go non-vintage with it but at the end of the day it's uh it's wow. it's four or five years until we do release that product yeah so how long is it on the leaves then is it 36 months we shoot 48? for 24 months but 24? it is we, we do go year to year so again it's a non-vintage label yeah, but so the, the majority of the base wine does come from a specific vintage we just don't declare it mm-hmm. that's a lovely wine thank you and it's clean too i love that at you know it's complex, but the sometimes you know champagne can be or sparkling wine can have different flavors. Let's say that's a lovely, uh, lovely character in there. Thank you. Yeah, and with the twenty-four month tirage time for us is like it gives it just a little bit of an autolytic note, but we think that site and our home farm site has a beautiful sort of. It does have a purity and a reflection of fruit. Yeah. So we don't want to completely mask that with autolytic and technique driven notes. Well, I, I like it a lot. Now, wh- where can I get that wine? <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, because, again, we, we try to drive people to the property to see that beautiful site. And so it's uh, we'd sell it out of the tasting room and then select sort of private liquor stores around. But primarily out of the tasting room, we feel it draws people to the property. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, well, let's do the second one because I don't want to run out of time. We'll come back to, to other things. So you've, now you've brought uh, a, a variety that does really well in B.C., uh, and this one, is this from the interior or I'm not sure where? Yes, this is from the interior and I, the yep. reason I brought it, it comes from a, a lease site that we dictate the farming on. Okay. Um, so it is in the South Okanagan right by the border um, on the west side of Osoyoos. 
Um, and the reason, yeah, like you said, Syrah is, it does fantastically in the province. And it's just one of those things where w every wine we think should have sort of a point of view and a perspective. And for us, it's, it's reflecting that site. That's what everyone's trying to accomplish. But the fact that there are so many high quality Syrah plantings in the province, yep. um, we feel that this sort of reflects both the heat and the ripeness that you can accomplish down there, but also the finesse and that sort of like beautiful, um, almost ethereal texture that you can get out of Syrah. Hey, this is delicious. I, I love that you said finesse because, you know, it's 13.9% and it, it feels like that. It's not it's not over the top. It's not hot. It's got the peppery character uh, and it, it smells authentically like Syrah, which is, seems odd to say that, but, you know, often the wines don't. Uh, that's a lovely wine. Thank you. This is a, you know, that's a surprise for me, 2019, too. Really well done. So, what what's the aging on this? How do you how do you handle the wine? Yeah. So for Syrah, for us, especially from this lease property, we do a lot of whole cluster integration, varying mm -hmm. on the obviously the vintage. Twenty nineteen was the early frost, and we felt we didn't have a ton of texture potential in the grapes, so we incorporated a little bit more whole cluster. Um, you just you mentioned the alcohol about thirteen nine, so. We felt that the whole cluster usage integrated with that ripeness and that fruit purity. Yep. Uh, but then as far as Elevage, we use entirely neutral barrel with our Syrah. We don't have any new oak just because, like you said, there's so much inherent charm in the fruit yeah. that we want to reflect that and keep it varietally. Yeah, typical. you sort of, I mean, I sort of taste the aeration of a barrel, but no barrel, which is just the, probably the best scenario. A really lovely wine. Thank you. Two elegant wines. You have a soft touch, which is good. Just like the winemaker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, options. So people go to visit you. What, what you know? What what can they do? Do they need resos? How does that work? Yeah. So the tasting room. We're on. Like I said, we're on two two thirty second in Langley, and we're open seven days a week year round, which is a beautiful thing about where we are. Is mm -hmm. it's, it's accessible to all the major city centers in the Lower Mainland. Mm -hmm. um, yes, there are reservations that you can make online. We had we do have um, book tastings, but then we've also got a picnic hill and a gazebo. So three very distinct and separate areas where you can enjoy wine on the property. Mm -hmm. um, and it's yeah, the weekends there are a blast. We have live music sometimes, and it's like I said, it's huh? just a very inviting atmosphere. Yeah. And do people ever get to meet you? Do they ever get to meet me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have a winemaker, man. We're, we're there. You're there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes they hide, you know, when you're up in the up in the big country there. It's hard to meet winemakers, but that's great. Yeah, and it's, it's like I said, we farm our fruit there as well, right? So it's not like we're winemakers and then the summers are off for us. It's like we farm the fruit ourselves, so we're very often out there. And then during the year, during harvest, like our crush bat is right there. So if you're a customer in the gazebo, you see everything and anything that yeah. is taking place. Which is a really good time to visit a winery, not not so much for you, but for people, just if they keep their eyes open and stay out of the way. I always tell them to you know, be respectful, stand back, but it's the only time you actually get to see what, what is going on, how wine is made. Yeah, it's, it's, it is remarkable to see the reaction of the people just because it's, like you said, it's a bit of a revelation to them. They sort of think it's going to be that I Love Lucy sort of stomping on grapes, running around a big vat. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it's very cool, and it, it connects them to the final product just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, well, these are two lovely wines. The Backyard Vineyards Reserve Sparkling Blanc de Noir and the Backyard Vineyards Simply Social Syrah, uh, the 2019. The first was a non-vintage sparkler. Uh, both available at the winery and in some select private wine shops around the province. Yeah, and then the Syrah to uh, Save on Foods carries our entire portfolio, with, yeah. with exception of the sparkling. Save on Foods like has everything now. It's and you can even buy a chicken there. <laughs> <laughs> Grab one of each. Yeah, no, they've been. They think uh, they sell food, but I think they sell wine. So it's kind of an interesting uh, marriage. And it's just a beautiful representation of everything that the province has to offer from a wine perspective, yeah. right? Hey, Liam, it was great to meet you. Thanks for bringing the wines. Yeah, thank you for doing yeah. this. Great opportunity for Folks, us. Folks, you need it. to get out to Backyard Vineyards in Langley and check them out. 
uh, drop by. And uh, with the harvest coming up, by the way, when do you think harvest will be roughly? October, September? Oh, it'll be September, but we're, we're tracking about 10 days to two weeks behind schedule right now. Okay. Yeah. Later in September. Yeah, I'll say mid to late September. You're listening to BC Food & Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. Plenty more coming up on the show, folks. Don't go away. We're going to talk about, believe it or not, we're going to talk about beer in the final segment. That ought to shock a lot of people. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gizmondi. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Lively, delicious, and totally alcohol-free. Introducing Piquet Zero from Benjamin Bridge, a creative and unprecedented wine-style beverage. Discover the unique deliciousness of this new sensory experience. Golden sapphire in color with a blonde hue. The nose features zesty suggestions of key lime, blood orange peel, and lemon preserve with a balancing texture of tart cherries. And best of all, Piquet Zero is absolutely alcohol-free. For details, visit softcrush.ca. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, BC, and uh, thanks for listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and welcome back to Shamertown Estate Winery in Langley. Uh, one of our hosts today, along with uh, Langley Tourism, man, there's a lot of stuff going on in Langley. And our next guest is in the center of it all. Tim LaHaye is best known in the craft beer circles as At Craft Tourist. Check him out. He's a co-founder and the managing director of the Barley Merchant Taproom and Kitchen just off 200th and Langley. He's also on the tourism uh, board of directors here in Langley, focusing on food and uh, on the food and beverage sector. But we're going to talk to him today about one of his uh, big passions, and that's craft beer. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Uh, I, it's not often that I get to talk to somebody who actually doesn't make beer but sells a lot of it. A lot. Yeah. A lot of beer, yeah. Do you like beer? A like would be an understatement. Uh, uh-huh. It's become kind of a passion, and uh, it, it truly has evolved insanely here in the province of British Columbia over the last number of years. Wow. Uh, the options are absolutely endless for people who want to break into it 
Have you developed more of a passion for people who love wine then, too, because you understand what, what could happen uh, when you fall in love with a, that kind of a sector? Or? Yeah, I get it. It's, yeah. uh, it's definitely one of those things where it's a bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah. For me, looking on the outside in, I would think that we were miles behind in the beer business, like when I started in the wine business 35, 40 years ago. Where are we now? Are we, are we in the mix globally? and? Absolutely. Um, there's there are BC breweries that have actually won accolades on the world stage already, um, mm-hmm. and and nationally as well. Uh, a lot of decorated BC breweries. Um, with the evolution, I mean, going back to 2011, 2012, there was only about 50 craft breweries in British Columbia, and now we're looking at about 240. Yeah. So you use the word craft. Let's tell our listeners. So what does that mean when it pertains to beer? What what do you think it means? I mean, it's. Uh, I don't think you can just look up craft beer in the dictionary and have one specific de- definition. But right. to me, it means a small batch artisanal uh, product that's made using yeah. real ingredients, um, no adjuncts uh, unless it's declared. Uh, yeah. Meaning, you know, corn, rice, you know, like so, like a lot of the macro brews sure. are known for. Um, and uh, independently owned and operated, like that's the for me the passion is about the beer, but it truly is about uh, creating the space. <laughs> the sweat and blood of the owner, basically. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. not in the beer. But. Every single one of these uh, small places are, are opened by those that yeah. um, took a chance and uh, are, are kind of honing their craft. Well, what is the single most important thing about beer? Is it the water or is it, is it I don't know, your barley merchants? Well, what mean, is it that's most important, do you think, about beer? I mean, it's beer is is essentially four ingredients. You got yeah. barley, water, yeast, and hops. Yeah. And uh, I I think there'd probably be an argument uh, depending. You know, if you're a brewer, you're an owner, you're an enthusiast. Yeah. You know, like I love a good hoppy beer, and some people are the purists that want their you know something with a nice malt backbone. Sure. And then you've got the you know the sciency side of it, where the yeast can lend a, an amazing amount of flavor uh, to a different uh, beer, and if it's made with water that's not balanced properly it it can ruin the whole thing so okay you are the barley merchant uh tell us about your store and and your your setup because you're not making you're not making craft beer but you're selling a lot of it yeah so um brewing beer is uh something that is beyond the scope of what i was prepared to do and uh i was just i became a fan uh, as being craft tourist and traveling around the province and exploring the various um elements of the bc ale trails Right. And, uh, you know, getting to experience them and meet the people behind it all. I just truly fell in love with it. And so I started this social media account that uh, essentially was hiking with craft beer. I had my hashtag was hashtag earn your beer, get out there, climb a mountain and uh, have a reward beer at the top and then go visit uh, a brewery. And I just got to know all the people and I fell in love with the industry. It's probably one of the most collaborative industries out there um every brewery mm-hmm. is there to help and raise the you know what is that the high tide raises all ships yep they truly do all work together in langley uh the langley scene is is a great example of that mm-hmm. um, but my love for craft beer and my almost 30 years of uh working in the restaurant industry um as a manager in various restaurants uh just kind of came together with an opportunity to open a place in langley that i felt was a void where uh, you couldn't drink them all under one roof mm-hmm. um yeah, there's a, a handful of places in Vancouver that, that inspire me, you know, places like the Alibi Room and St. Augustine's sure. and uh, Beer Craft, Craft Beer Market, Brew Hall. There's all these big places down there. And every yeah. time I went to Vancouver to, for a concert or something, that's yeah. where I was going. 
Now you can do it at home. Now I can do it at home. And you, did you open after the first wave of COVID or the big wave of COVID? Yeah, so we actually opened about a year late. We were supposed to open in the summer of 2020 and uh, just uh, a lot of, lot of delays. You know, we were, we were right about to sign a lease and, and, uh, Bonnie shut everything down, so yeah. we we actually it was the, probably the most opportune thing that happened to us. So. so you've been you've been open for now for a year, and and uh, people say you sell a lot of different beers. So what, do you have numbers after a year of what you've done, or who, we how do. it works? We do actually for uh, for beer and and our cider uh, that rotates a lot. So we have a fifty tap draft tower. Everything we serve is on tap. Okay, thirty four of our taps are dedicated to BC craft beer. Uh, eight of them are BC craft cider. And then we also have some red and white and rosé on tap as well. With the beer, we actually uh, offered up and poured beer from 101 uh, different breweries from around the province. Wow. And 536 different beer hit our taps in that time. Holy smokes, and, that's and, impressive. And for ciders, uh, it was 17 different ciders and 67 different mm-hmm. unique ciders as well. So every wow. time you come to the Barley Merchant, there is a different tap list. Wow. So, now, are, are cider drinkers beer drinkers, or are they separate? Or Absolutely. Like maybe wine drinkers aren't beer drinkers, or but I don't, I'm not sure. How, how do you characterize it? Yeah, I think that uh, cider is actually a great gateway for people to find their way into craft beer. Um, yeah. A lot of times you'll have uh, craft beers that are, are, are fruit sours, yeah. and that's how my wife got into it. You know, she was a cider. First, she was a red wine drinker, yeah. and then she got into cider, yeah. and then she got into craft beer, uh, into the fruited sours. And then from there, now she likes a big Russian imperial stout. So wow, mm-hmm. that's a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, can you give us some tips? Or I know that you do it online. What, what What should I know about beer this summer? What should I be looking for? How How hard is it to find these beers? Do I have to go to the barley merchant to find them? Or um, well, we try to curate a, a list where we always have every Langley brewery on tap. But I definitely encourage everybody that comes out to this area to get out and uh, visit all the local breweries. Um, there's seven in the Langley area with an yeah. eighth one on the way. And uh, not only just those places, but, uh, you know, you've got Fraser Valley Cidery out here that's not too far. And uh, up by me, up in North Langley, we've got uh, the Roots and Wings Distilling. Mm. And uh, they make some really awesome products. We use their pickle vodka in our house Caesar because we have a full cocktail program, yeah. all, for, all made with BC Spirits as well. Uh, I wish I could have a wine shop like your Barley Merchant. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like that in wine. So I'm thinking maybe I go to the Barley Merchant and I taste 10 or 15 beers or whatever yep. and talk to you. And then I can take off and visit one that I really love or something. There you go. Does that make Absolutely. any sense? Or? And maybe we can talk after this about opening the Grape Merchant and we'll just do the same thing with wines. Yeah. Oh, do you have, <laughs> like, is your father the premier or how do you get these licenses? I'd like to know. <laughs> That's not possible for wine. It's a nasty product. Well, these are great. So, just we're almost out of time, but I see Camp Beer here, uh, uh, Brookswood. What, what, these are all local uh, uh, yeah, producers yeah. here in Langley. Yeah. So you've got uh, Trading Post was the the first one that really got things going uh, in the downtown Langley area. Dead Frog uh, has been around for a long time. Smuggler's Trail is up by me in North Langley. Locality Brewing, uh, Farm Country is in Langley City. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Brookswood's getting open. Five Roads camp yeah it's and every one of them offers a different type of lineup a different uh tasting room experience i'd like to have a job naming these places picking beer names is probably the number one thing i i wish that i had the opportunity to do because uh, yeah. there's definitely some fun ones it's out kind there. of fun uh the barley merchant is open 
Uh, we're open every day, uh, yeah. depending on the day of the week, uh, usually around 1130 till, till late night. Um, yeah, happy hour in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, yeah, come one, come all. Tim LaHaye, he's the co-founder and managing director of the Barley Merchant Tap Room and Kitchen in Langley. Thanks, Tim. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a real pleasure talking to uh, everybody today out here in Langley. And if you're heading to the Barley Merchant, be sure to grab Tim and uh, get him to recite his five-star craft beers, roughly uh, the top 5% of all beers he's reviewed. It's a great list, uh, and it'll point you in the right direction. For us, that's it for today's show. Special thanks to our host, Chambertown Estate Winery and Langley Tourism, and our production team on site, uh, producer Mike Whittingham. In the studio, Dwayne Bishop, assignment producer Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, the one and only Stu Ferguson. Next week, our travels take us to West Kelowna. It's a midsummer grape escape at the Mount Bushery Estate Winery. For all of us here at the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, thanks for joining us, and enjoy your weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.